SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and Hope with Sweet Tea and Sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after too. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and Sass, Marriage on the Move. Yes, Marriage on the Move. This week we're talking about growing together, keeping your marriage strong through life's challenges, oh. which there are many, 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 many challenges. Yeah, life is challenging. That you're going to face, whether you're just starting out or you're midway through your life or you're coming toward the end of your life, you still have challenges that you're going to face. Yep, everybody it, does. It's adversity. This week's Bible verse is coming from Ephesians, which I like Ephesians. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. Ephesians 4.15, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ Jesus. Respecting each other. Yes. Yep. And that's, that's one of our action points is honor and respect your partner. Show appreciation for their strengths. Their contributions to the marriage and to the relationship and to the family. Respect their opinions and their feelings. Even if you don't agree with them or don't see where they're getting it, respect the fact that they have the right to their own opinion. Yep. And their own feelings. And, you know, you don't always agree. We don't always agree. Nope. We, we agree more now, I think, than we used to um, because we just, you know, have been doing this mind meld thing for 40 years and... Now we 39. don't even, well, you know. <laughs> What's a year, right? One, five, 30, 40, you know, we're, we're, we're lifers. So, yep. you know, what difference does it make? But, you know, that, and that would be a huge one for me because um, growing up in the home that I was in, I think probably for you too, and the girl you grew up for, I did not see both spouses respect the other spouse's opinion and no. their um their 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 expectations and they definitely didn't discuss things i mean not big things not little things and in my household it was they went without discussing things and then they fought about it because both of them wanted to be the boss and wear the pants in the family and so they just fought over the pants all the time and nothing ever got resolved because it was just constant warfare. Right. And and I'm telling you, as a child growing up in that situation, if your family is in, if you are in that with your spouse, it is so hard on your kids. And it affects your kids for the rest of their life. Yep. It's not just about you or the two of you or your relationship. When you have kids in, in that situation and you can't respect your partner, if you don't respect your partner, what makes you think your child is going to respect their partner? 
going to respect their mother. If you don't respect their mother, what makes you think they're going to respect their mother? Even, even if it's a blended family. Yes. Where the and, uh, one spouse is coming into the marriage with children from another. Or both. Or both are coming in. In my with, situation. With children my from another marriage. So. Dad had five kids. My mom had me. Then they, they got married and then they had two more. So we had three separate families blended together and and the two of them not Talk respecting oh god it was awful not the two of them not respecting each other and communicating with each other and honoring each other and then um they didn't necessarily respect and honor the other one's children either and so as one of those children, and I can tell you for my step siblings, for my step, my, my stepdad, they did not feel, and I did not feel that we were respected and treated with an equal value as the two kids they had together. They were exalted above us because they were theirs together. And it, you know, it, it was hard and it, it impacted me. It impacts me to this day. And I'm almost 60 years old. And so think about your children living for the next 50, 60, 70 years with that impact if you're not honoring, respecting their parent, their other parent. If you're not honored, even if you're in a divorce situation, you still need to honor and respect the other parent. If you have something negative to say, don't say it in front of or to the children. Right. Take talk to your friend, talk to your sibling, talk to somebody else, but don't bring that to your child. That it's not fair. And it's it, not the kid's fault. It handicaps your child. You your child will go through life handicapped. Right. Because of that. So honor and respect each other in in everything. Respect that they're a different person. They do things differently. They think differently. They're a separate person and personality and they were raised differently. Right. And so honor and respect are further. Right. It's just, it's so important. Also remember that God brought you two together for whatever reason. And God has a purpose for your marriage. And you need to commit to that relationship between the two of you and to God. So that the three of you build your relationship and you build your marriage together. And that's the best way to build honor and respect is your honor and respect for God will overflow from you to your spouse. Right. And in your commitment, if you're committed to each other and you're committed to God, when times get tough, you learn to lean on each other yes. and you learn to lean on God. And because of that support and respect that you have for each other, that's where you get your strength from to make it through the tough times. Because it. you're, you're going to have tough times. Oh, yeah. Can I get yeah, when, yeah, when his dad passed away? Um, he told me, you know, he had to. I was here in Texas, and so I was able to get a rent car and drive over two hours. And he had to drive from North Carolina, where we were living at the time, all the way here all night. And we had lots of conversations while he was driving here. And he told me, I need you to be there through all of this. I can't do this by myself. I need you to be there to support me through this. Right. And... He had one particular sibling that did not want me to be there because I wasn't a member of the family, even though I've been in the family for 40 years. Um, 
she didn't consider me a member of the family. She didn't want me at the funeral home. She didn't want me. And I didn't express my opinions or give my thoughts about any of the arrangements or anything. I was just there for him because he asked me to be. Right. And she could not have run me off with a double bear shotgun down my throat because he said, I need you to be there for me. And I was going to be there for him. If I had to fight, I was going to be there for him. So be there for your for your your partner. Support them in what they're going through. Right. If it's a job change, if it's a midlife crisis like I had in my 30s when right. all of my childhood crap caught up to me, he stood by me. He was there. He supported me, even though I was not nice and I was not. It was not pretty. It was ugly. He stood by me. Stand by your spouse. Right. You can't. It, you you have to you have to be able to know that when the chips are down you've got somebody just you I got somebody to lean you got somebody to lean on yep another part another part of growing together is learning to communicate oh we've talked about communication we've talked about this several times and it, it's a theme that keeps coming up in everything that you do throughout your marriage throughout your life you have got to communicate with other people if you don't want to communicate then why get married? Right. Because that you're just creating, you should be creating open dialogue between you and your spouse. Yes. And communication goes, it's basically a two-way street. And you need to talk about your, your feelings, your needs, your expectations, your dreams, your dreams, your ambitions, fears. fears. You need to be able to talk about everything with your Any, spouse. Anything and everything. No, yeah. Nothing is, nothing should be Nothing should be off the table. No holds barred. Just got to talk except about it all. In, except in our case, the D word. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you know, that's just, we don't talk about divorce because we don't believe in it. Right. So, but you know, it's, it's communication is, or the lack thereof is probably one of the biggest problems with couples today is yes. they assume what the other one is thinking. Or the other one tells them what they're thinking and they're not hearing what that one's saying. They're hearing their interpretation of right. it. And sometimes you need a neutral party. That's where coaching comes in like we do or counseling comes right. in where we had this situation not long ago where we're sitting with a couple in a reboot re retreat weekend and she is saying this, 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 and this. And he says, I heard this, this, and this. And I said, just wait a minute. This is what she said. And you sometimes you have to reiterate it, re-say it in a different way. Right. That they're that they can understand because we're different people. Right. We have different experiences. We have different thoughts, different actions. We have different feelings, different personalities. And sometimes, and so I there's been times when I say something to him and he's like, Well, what do you mean by that? Or what do you say by that? And I'm like, you didn't hear what I said said listen to what i'm saying right. so if you slow down and listen to what your spouse the words they're actually saying and get to know your spouse so that you know their language what the how they speak then you will be easier for you to understand them and that's the same thing with any other person right it people you're working with people you're um socializing with slow down, listen to what they're actually saying, learn how they talk, 
what they what they say, how they speak, so that you can understand the words that they're saying. A great way for that is five love languages. Mm-hmm. The five love languages book is so amazing. If and you, powerful. If you go in and you read those and you each take the assessment that's in the book, it's just some simple little questions. And and it will tell you this is your love language, this is your love language. My love language is words of affirmation. I like to be told you're doing a good job. I'm proud of you because that is something I never got as a kid from from my my mother and stepdad. I did from my grandmother, but not my mother and my stepdad. I got more words of affirmation and encouragement from teachers and from my grandmother. And so I need to hear that. That's important to me. His is acts of service. He wants you to do something for him to show you he loves you. Did you love him? So he might vacuum the carpet thinking that's showing me love. And that's not what love is to me. Love to me would be more of, I'm really proud of you. You did this. Mm-hmm. Or you accomplished this. Or you overcame this. And I'm proud of you. That is what speaks love to me. So learn the way your partner speaks and other people speak and do the five love languages as a couple, do that together. And that will give you so much clarity on what you're doing. Um, Another one is to give each other space. We've talked about this in a couple of the episodes we've done this month and, you know, give each other time and space that you need for yourself. Everybody needs some quiet time, some downtime, some alone time. Whether it's for the guys that like to do things outside, going fishing for the day, or going mountain biking for the day, or or motorcycle riding for the day. Um, what do you mean for the guys motorcycle riding for the day? There are times when I like to go. Well, there are. I like to go too. So you're not going without me. <laughs> I want to ride too. You can go do go work on a car or something. But there, there are times. No, not my motorcycle. There are times when you have to have space, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's for a walk in the park or a walk around the block. You know, just times for you to clear your head and talk with God and and think about things that are going on in your life. And and you're gonna have different interests and different yeah. hobbies. He he likes to fish. I I do not care about sitting and watching a worm drown. It is not my idea of fun. I have no desire to go fishing and I'm happy for him to go fishing and let me um, just read a book Yep. or let me go to lunch with a friend or, you know, let me do things that are my interest and my hobbies. And it, when you do that, when you give your spouse space, it helps prevent feelings of resentment and boredom in the relationship because they're growing as a person if you're both sitting stagnant in the relationship and not giving each other space and time to pursue your own interests and your own hobbies, you you get, you, you're not growing as a person and therefore you can't grow as a couple. But you still need to do things together as a couple. Oh, absolutely. As well. But you need to have some me time. I need yep. some me time. Right. Especially guys, if you have small children and your wife is home with them, Give her some time. I can tell you there were times when um, homeschooling three kids and being at home all day, and I am a very extreme extrovert. 
But there were times when literally he would walk in the door for, from work and I'd say, I love you. I got to go. And I would just go for a drive because I needed to get out and away and have some time by myself to clear your head, to clear my head and to listen to a station on the radio that wasn't blaring 80s rock or the wheels on the bus go round and round. I needed to get some country in me. So, you know, there just there are times when you need to have that space and it makes you a better person to come back together. Right. And our favorite topic, money. Yeah. Money, 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 money. There's never enough of it. Yep. But you need to you need to share your financial expectations with your spouse. Yes. This will help you grow closer together. If you know what the other expects where money is concerned. It helps you avoid misunderstanding the yep. conflict. And I can tell you that's the most conflict in our marriage. Has yep. been has always has was always, always money. money. Was always money. Um it, it was always just, you know, because I think we both came from a scarcity mindset. Yep. And we we never had any money. Nope. And so we didn't know how to discuss it, what to expect, how to support each other in it, and we just ended up fighting about it. Right. And any little expenditure was felt like an insult. Right. Like, so you need to avoid those misunderstandings and things about money. And then most important, commit to your relationship. Yeah. Commit to each other. I can't, it's just, I don't understand. For me, when you get married, you're committing to a lifelong relationship with this person. There's no out. There's no exit. There's no... Unless one of you dies, there right. you know that that's it. But you got to commit and if, remember that you chose to marry that person. Right. If you're if you you're looking if you're looking for a relationship that has an exit door, don't get married. No. Just date. Yeah. There's, there's no there's no sense in putting yourself or your partner through that kind of turmoil. Or children. Or children. Having children and then right. having that children are scarred for life by right. by what their parents do and people don't realize that but they they literally I, i'm redoing this in my book talking about uh birth trauma and pre-birth trauma and people don't even realize if there's a lot of turmoil going on while a child is in utero they feel it they feel it and it affects them it affects their fight or fight response they get the cortisone levels up to here and they're constantly on guard from the moment they're born. So try to avoid conflict as much as possible. There's going to be conflict, but try to avoid it, discuss it, work it out. And, and I know sometimes, I mean, there's even been points in our marriage where we were trying to talk and communicate and we weren't getting anywhere. Right. And, and we would write each other a letter or a note. Right. So, because I, I need to sit down, I need to write this out to get it out of my head. Because when it's in your head, it's spinning around and, and your anxiety's going up and, and you, you got to get it out. Writing is the best way to get it out. And then if you give it to the other person and they can read it, they can actually take in what you're saying. But then, but then even after you read it, you need to come back and discuss what you read. Pray about it. To be sure that what you read is actually what your partner was trying to say. Right. Because even if you read something, it's like reading the Bible. You read the word of God, 
but then you still have to talk to God about what you read saying, okay, God, I just read this. What does it really mean? Yeah. I mean, think about how many denominations there are, how many different Christian denominations there are all because one person or a group of people interpret a scripture different than another group or another person. We all are going to have the, the lens through which we see things comes from our experience comes from our lived experience comes from our childhood comes from our personality and we're always going to have a different take on things so we need to be able to examine that and make sure that we are we are getting across the message that we want to get right right and that that we are saying things in a way that is honoring and respecting respectful to the other person but also expresses our emotions and our feelings and what we're, we're thinking and going right, through. Right. So for growing your growing together, keep your marriage strong through life's changes. Ephesians 515. 415. Oh excuse me, 415. Um that's why we have one brain. Commit to your relationship. Communication <laughs> regularly. Honor and respect your partner. You've got to honor and respect yourself as well. Share financial expectations. And remember, give each other space when necessary. Right, exactly. These are just five. This is not all ex- inclusive. These are just five examples of ways that you can grow together and make your marriage stronger. And if you can't, if these these this is hard and this is something that you're going through, then get someone else to come in like coaches or like a counselor or a pastor to come in and help you work on these things. Reach out to us. Somebody from a person from the outside can often hear and see things that you can't see because you're on the inside living it. Right. And they can often give you an outside perspective. And that's my last example is, when I was going through counseling and I, I had all of this stuff come up from my childhood, my kids asked me what I was going to a counselor and my counselor was Kathy. And they said, what is it that Miss Kathy does for you? And the way that I put it to them so that they could understand it for their age, but it, it works for everybody. She's like a new pair of glasses. When you take your glasses off, you can't see as well. You can't see what's going on, but you put the glasses on, you can see things clearly. You can see things more differently, see the colors more vibrantly, or maybe you thought it was black and it's really blue because you get the glasses on and you can see it. So she was like putting on, having her outside perspective of the situation helped me be able to see it differently, see it more clearly and understand it because I was only seeing it from my hurt and my pain. And not seeing it from the fact that the reason my parents were and did a lot of things they did was because they were hurt and hurting people hurt people. Right. But the good news is healed people help people heal. Right. We get to help people heal when we get healed. And that's that's just a gift of God. Yep. It's a blessing. So just just remember, if you need an outside perspective, reach out to us. Our marriage um, challenges coming up sign up and we'll send you that marriage challenge and email every day for a little activity for you to do and get those freebies the date date night ideas and the conversation starters you'll love them 
So this has been Sweet Tea. And Taz. And another episode of Marriage on the Move. See you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.